Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. Today's guest on the podcast is Jenny Bixby. Jenny is the Director of Children's Music for Round Hill Community Church. She's been with the church since September 2016 and oversees the nursery to fifth grade children's education program. When Jenny is not working with us at Round Hill, she's the Youth Services Bureau Administrator with the town of Greenwich and cares deeply about many charities and groups in town. We are so grateful for Jenny today and we look forward to our conversation together. Oh, Jenny Bixby. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome to the Round Hill Podcast. Great to have you here. It's great to be here. I think this is awesome. Isn't it? It's fun. Um, We are so delighted and so fortunate that you are our Director of Children's Ministries, and we are just really, really blessed. And so it's great to have you on our show and get to learn a little bit more about you and uh, what inspires you, what makes... uh, possible for you to do the wonderful work that you do. So we know you at Round Hill Community Church primarily through your work as the Director of Children's Ministries, but we know that in the wider context of Greenwich, others would know you from other kinds of work that you do with children and youth. And so can you fill us in a little bit about some of that work you've been doing and maybe for how long? Oh, sure. So I've been in the town of Greenwich in some capacity or another since 2005, So that makes it 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I've been part of uh, developing some programs um, known as the annual Wiffle Ball Tournament and getting a Wiffle Fence up and going. Um, I've also been part of starting the Juvenile Review Board uh, with children who make some mistakes and need some help correcting those mistakes or getting services or whatever it might be. Um, And that's a pretty big part of my life Mm. um, and has been for for about a decade. Um, I also do some work for the Junior League of Greenwich. Um, I help them run uh, Positively More on Saturdays, which is a joy. And um, one of my my other loves is working with the Sentinel Foundation Foundation. that, that's also a big part of my life, too. How in the world do you manage all of that? It doesn't always all happen simultaneously, but thank when goodness. it does, thank goodness for Starbucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> little shout out to Starbucks there. Starbucks. Every once in a while, it all does fall on the same day, but usually God gives us seven days to get it all done. So Indeed. So uh, I just want to pause there for a minute because that's a really extraordinary commitment in many different directions, but clearly to children and youth. And was that part of your life going back, you know, to your early, early years? Did you see yourself as, as having that kind of passion or did it develop later in life? You know, I can't remember a time where I didn't, wasn't working with children from the time that I could walk to my neighbor's house and help with the neighbor's, neighbor's mm. children or help with the mom. I don't remember a time where working with young people, listening to young people, loving young people in some way or another wasn't part of my being and what I was doing, whether it was formalized and running a YMCA camp or a teen center or to what I do now to more helping connect children to services. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's always been part of what has drawn me to doing work in this world and what drew me to Round Hill Church, the chance to kind of know and love our families here and, and build and um, help them grow in their spiritual growth. So your journey to Round Hill Community Church, how long have you been in your position of Director of Children's Ministries? Wow. So we're now into a year and a half now. Uh-huh. Um, I had a, a colleague and dear friend, someone who I looked up to, who, who had mentioned it to me. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I was working out at the YWCA, and I saw 
the advertisement for the position. I'm like, wow. Um, I guess I must have to throw my hat in the ring and just see what they have to say. Um, and it was it was a month process of Roundhill and I getting to know each other and thoughtful questions back and forth. Yes. Um, and I kept on putting all these challenges, all these barriers. Well, I live in Riverside and it's back kind of too far of a drive. Or, you know, what about my children's Sunday's commitments? You know, all these challenges. Whatever challenge I came up with, I just could not say no. Hmm. There was just um, there was just a certainty there that I was meant to be here for whatever amount of time it was. Um, I felt that if if offered the opportunity that I needed to. Um, do my best and jump in. So would you go so far as to say, so I guess uh, one thing that's coming to mind is the word discernment mm. uh, comes from a word that means to sift. Mm. So to sift, it sounds like you did some sifting for sure and tried to get a sense of what the challenges were as well as the opportunities, but it, it really almost sounds uh, at the level of a calling. Um, it, would, is that fair to say? I would, I, Yes, I don't use the word calling lightly. I take it very mm-hmm. seriously, but I would say compelled. I felt compelled. I, I simply cannot say no. It, it may not make sense at this time for me with all the other hats that I'm juggling to take Sunday to really commit on an ongoing basis. And I also feel if you make the commitment, you have to give 110%. So I knew once I made the commitment, I was all in for the time that I promised I would do. So um, I just felt compelled or called that if they chose me, I needed to fulfill this commitment. It may have only been a year or six months, but I said, you know, I will try to leave the place better than I found it. Maybe a little bit more love. We'll see. Well, uh, we're definitely feeling the love and we're seeing it. It's been so exciting because... I'm just going to say a little bit about the my history here. So I've been here for a little over four and almost five years. And when I arrived, uh, there were really two children in the church school. And there were three persons, I would say, of high school age, one of whom who was especially active. But that was really the group that we had to work with. And that was changing a little bit before you arrived, but not much. And then all of a sudden, uh, we experienced tremendous growth. And certainly through your relationships and friendships and your spirit of welcome, um, say something about the vision that you brought for Christian education at Roundhill Community Church and how that's been an evolving journey. And who are some of the partners that have helped you clarify that since you've been here? Well, I, you know, I believe that Round Hill did a lot of legwork before I came. I mean, there was a very strong strategic plan. There were very strong mm-hmm. goals and objectives. There was a committee that felt compelled to set whoever came in up to succeed. Um, we may agree to disagree on what the right project might be, but we always all wanted to get there and do it together. So before I even came in, the committee was ready to receive someone, um, which I think is critical and, and special for this church. They were really planning ahead and thinking forward. Um, so when I came, a lot of that legwork and planning had been done. It was really to kind of take this existing strategic direction and place my best practices on it of working with children and families and hopefully implement it, which is what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe everything is relational, Um, getting to know people, not just the parents, but every little child that comes in, what is on their hearts and minds and what makes things special for them or what scares them about church, coming into church school and leaving their mom and dad, Mm -hmm. how we can meet each child where they're at, make sure they're known and loved. Um, And on mornings where they're having a great day and got out of the house, easy peasy and put their sneakers on and days that they're not having a great day and didn't eat and, Mm -hmm. you know, how, whether that's the parent or the the child, you know, how can we, we're happy 
happy to see you no matter how you come <laughs> and how you get here. And we love you no matter what. And let's make it the best it can be. So we kind of look at the, the vision is really how can we create a safe program, emotionally safe and physically safe, and follow those church school pro- policies, embrace a curriculum that's based in Bible lessons and is engaging and then really you know fellowship and engagement that Mm. third level not just what happens on sunday mornings but how you can take those lessons and that fellowship throughout the week um we have gotten busier than i thought with movie nights and snow tubing and stepping stones and a lot of things other things started to develop it did but you know that's where kind of the magic happens that's where we can debrief that's where we can get to know each other that's where we kind of co-parent a little bit together um, right. and share and, and be together so it, it's a really special and it's become somewhat of a sacred time um, which I help help the families um, I'd also say I contribute the growth um, it's definitely not due to the accessibility of Round Hill Church back here. <laughs> not, you don't cut through anything to get to Round Hill. But I will say, um, miracles do happen. You have I to want to be them. here. You have to, you have to, when you come, you have to want to be here. And usually, I think you're happy when you got here. You're like, wow, I made it. Actually, and when I get here, I don't want to leave. You know, I'm, I kind of want to just plan my day to be here all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe miracles that happen. And there's something bigger than us looking out for this program mm-hmm. and our children and our families. Um, Because we have really wonderful families. That's what, you know, wonderful families recruit other wonderful families. Right, yeah. So the notion, you know, that there are, uh, what what the author Joseph Campbell used to say, the power of unseen hands. Mm -hmm. I think looking back at the last few years, I would certainly concur with that. And I guess I want to ask you another question. I, I, what do you think, um, what do you think children think about (laughs) the power of unseen hands and the life of God in their lives. Because you're one of the things that we so appreciate about your work, Jenny, is that you really are relational at every age level. So you're relating to the parents and other members of the congregation and especially from children. What do you think, um, have you picked up anything from the children in the church school about uh, about their journey? In a, in a way, do you see them also as co-learners, sometimes even teachers? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think, well, one, I think sometimes our church school has turned into that old TV show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should we be keeping track of those Yes, things? you know, but they have an openness and a way to love in a way that we can all learn from. Mm. They ask these inquisitive, hard questions. They have a vulnerability about them that I think God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. I think if sometimes we as adults could be more childlike, it would be wonderful. Mm. Take away the noisiness and messiness, perhaps, but having that openness. Mm-hmm. Um, when they share and open and care and love, um, it's really an example for the whole for the whole church. Mm. So the core force in a way for this is that we're we're bringing people into relationship with one another and we're bringing people into relationship with God. And that's really, it sounds like that's the heart and soul. And you have a curriculum that helps you to do that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can say about that curriculum that, I mean, what, what made you choose one curriculum over another? Was there something about it that was particularly helpful about nurturing that journey? Well, choosing a curriculum is not easy because mm. there's not really one size fits all. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can we have a curriculum that kind of helps all children's learning styles and we can also adapt it to meet the unique needs of our children as they exist now and as they get older and they grow and it can build upon each other. Um, I also believe that we want to take what happens Sundays and work it throughout the week. However, parents want to access that and have a take home um, and also be flexible enough that if you have children that are coming in after, say, Halloween and 
we need to change it up a little bit and meet mm-hmm. them where they're at, do that too. Um, we also wanted a curriculum that if children are older and ready for deeper level thinking and prayer and meditation that we can offer that too as well. We went, did go with the World Program. Um, it offers you know great biblical content. It's accessible, engaging, age appropriate. Um, and what I liked most, it was really relevant for families today. Was, mm. You could take some of the pieces of it. it, has a little video to begin with, with these cute characters that are very, you know, make some bad choices sometimes <coughs> and how we can um, and intertwine that into our everyday learning. Um, but you hear, you listen, and you participate um, were some of the components of the curriculum that we have that we really do loved. So the, uh, the way that I've watched this grow is not only in terms of the children and their families, but also the staff and the team. And I really do feel like team is the right word. It feels like everybody has everyone else's best interest at heart. So you're working very closely, obviously, with our wonderful associate pastor, Dan Haug. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are other people, too. And who are the other people who help you, who have whom you have recruited to become part of this learning center that you're developing? So it truly does take a village, and I'm not alone, because I may turn to any parent at a time and, <laughs> and grab my children as I go hang this up or go do this. It takes mm-hmm. a village. Um, so we have, as we've grown, we want to hear, adhere to safe church policies, mm-hmm. um, which requires at least two adults in the room at all time with our children. That's mm-hmm. whether they're itty-bitty in the nursery care, all the way up to our fifth graders. Right. Mm-hmm. Our, our program is nursery birth to, to fifth grade. Um, within, So we recruit every week one teacher per group. So pre-K has a lesson and K has a lesson. First and second grade has a lesson. Third and fourth grade has a lesson. And fifth grade has a lesson. We have one volunteer teacher, usually a parent, but not always. Um, Per the children's request, their own parents cannot teach their lesson. Um, So we switch the parents to rooms where their child is not in. Uh Uh, So we we respect, we ask them their thoughts and opinions, and we implement some of them. Um, And then with that, we have one paid staff person, uh, someone who has been recruited either from the high school or from usually one of our local colleges. What's really a nice component about this is that the younger people, our our teenagers and our college-age students, can relate with the young people in a way Mm. that sometimes us parents forget. Um, A little less distance. A little less distance. And they also are living in a world that we didn't grow up with. When I grew up, we didn't have Facebook. Sure. Mm -hmm. We didn't have digital reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we kind of talk about harder choices and journeys and and Bible studies, how does that relate today? And how does it relate with someone who may have gone through it fairly recently? Um, So it tends to be a really great dynamic between the consistency of our teachers um, and the volunteers and the time that they give up and then the paid staff that we have to kind of help balance out. It does also help with the wigglier children who may need a couple bathroom breaks and things in between. Sure. Um, But that's really how we break up the rooms. We do a training um, and I do midpoint trainings throughout the year for both volunteers and staff. Um, my trainings look a little different. We do we go, cover all the nuts and bolts, which is safe church um, ratios and you know how to handle boo-boos and those sort of things. But mm-hmm. we also, every Sunday, I challenge the staff with a question in the morning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have incentives. It could be garden catering, a Starbucks card. But last Sunday's, for instance, challenge was you must find one thing new about a child you didn't know about last mm-hmm. week. One De- thing. Deep in the relationship. One thing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Big trouble meant you had to clean the pre-K room. <laughs> now, everybody found out many things that's about many That's a pretty high children. bar, yes. no kidding. Yeah. But they, I, that's how I try to push them. Strive to know them. The yeah. safety stuff we got is under control. We're trained on that. But be present for them. In the, right. in the hour, an hour and a half that you're with them, listen to them. Hear them. Be with them. 
I'm so struck by what you're saying because I've been thinking a lot recently about um, how we use checklists and resolutions. We're, we're still somewhat in the new year here and how people use those things to help them grow. And they can be wonderful. I'm a big checklist person. But there's some things that don't go well on a checklist, you know, mm-hmm. like that um, wonderful space between two people when a relationship is being formed, right? You're typically not going to have a checklist in front of you. You're going to be looking eye to eye, face to face, and doing exactly what you're inviting your staff members to do, which is deepen that relationship. Because as you do that, you're finding out what is in that person. And that maybe is the way that we're listening for God and finding God in that person. So you have built you you've seen how this program has grown you've indicated that it's uh it's a collaboration between other people and also with god and i guess my question jenny is what inspires you because you've got you're wearing a lot of hats and you're involved in the lives of some people whose lives are are especially challenged uh, in in some facets of your work um you know, what keeps you centered? What helps you to do what you can do so that you can be present in the way that you want to be present? Mm, well, I have great supervision. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I mean, I meet with Dan every Tuesday mm-hmm. and um, we have our to-do lists, you know, let's get the buses for this and let's make sure we have this. And then I'll say, I'm struggling with this component or how do I love this family through this? Or how mm. do I help adjust this transition? Um, so I'm not in it alone. I have Mm -hmm. great supervision. I feel like the CE committee really does care. Um, and I can call on them and they're there to help and support. Um, they also allow me to lead, which is wonderful, Mm -hmm. um, and take chances, whether it be vacation Bible school or, you know, um, changing the times for harvest supper, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they'll take some leaps of faith with me, which is wonderful. Um, so that really helps. I think um, also prayer. I pray a lot, mm-hmm. multiple times a day. I get on my my knees every morning and try to come up with three things that I'm grateful for. Mm. And days that I'm most tired or overwhelmed, those again are the challengingest times. But three new things. I can't use this. I push myself. I can't have the same three things every day. I can't mm-hmm. say, Katie, Libby, Rich every morning. I have to come up with three new things every morning that I'm grateful for, and that helps keep me centered. Yeah. And I've recently. Um, started going to a Saturday service um, mm-hmm. in, in Greenwich, a UCC church, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of put in the spiritual oxygen mask on myself. Um, I've right. noticed in this last year, I have to take responsibility for giving myself that because Sunday mornings are busy. Sure. Um, and so I need to set aside that time to lead by example and to kind of fill my bucket up. Um, so I've been going to that Saturday service. It's really been wonderful. Mm. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have a, a thought for us uh-huh. uh, that you might want to share, uh, you know, often we're thinking about what's a thought for the day or thought for the week. What would you share with us that uh, might be a simple simple technique or practice or Well, I would say perspective? N- never underestimate children. Huh. You know, I've, I've learned cool. this. There's... They're always, I feel like, more passionate, always smarter. You know, they can always figure things out in a way or look at things in a way that I typically wouldn't. Mm. Um, but never underestimate a child and their ability to love, to care, to problem solve. I've learned this from little itty bitty children in our nursery all the way up to great big giant kids who wanted to build a wiffle fence huh. um, and figured out. And I don't even know how to play wiffle ball, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if there's a will, there's a way. And uh-huh. never underestimate a young person. 
No wonder Jesus said, if you want to know what greatness looks like, put a, he put a child in the midst of the disciples, right? Mm. So here's, here's the great one. Well, Jenny, we are so fortunate to have you in our midst. You're a wonderful leader. Aww. You're a co-learner. And we're just, we're thrilled in every way. And thank you so much for being part of the Round Hill uh, radio broadcast. And we wish you every good wish and blessing as your journey continues. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. You can find more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org.